Today's episode is brought to you by Confident Expressions, making Greek unique. Find on the Etsy platform Confident Expressions, all one word. Email at sabrinawalton at gmail.com or you can call or text at 267-341-7229. Have a small business? Need to get right with the IRS or Department of Revenue? Call Thornton's Tax Services at 267-217-3078. They will get you back on track. Hey, 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 you live with Ceylon. Thanks for having me again. And we are back. We're back. With another episode. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about relationship fears. Okay. I know that that's probably a hot topic. And it might be something that people are struggling with right now. I don't know. Everybody has fears about something, but today we're going to dive into relationship fears. Okay, okay. So, just to jump in. So, the first topic is going to be about insecurities. So, what are some of your relationship fear insecurities? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like some of my insecurities would be like not being enough for you know, my partner emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's a big fear of mine because, you know, sometimes you don't you don't always know what they're going through. And, you know, sometimes you might not always have the right thing to say or you might not always have the, the answer. I fear that one day, you know, you just don't, they, they, they feel like you just don't have the answers. And then they, they, they resort to telling somebody else, you don't know how they feel about certain situations, and then you know you lose that that um, that bond that you have, you know, emotionally with that that person. I think that's one of my one of my fears that I just wouldn't be adequate emotionally for that person. How about you? Yeah, I understand that. Um, my insecurity would probably be overthinking. That's an insecurity of mine. I overthink a lot of stuff. So, like, even if I'm just, like, I don't know. I always want to be the best that I could be. I want to be the best partner that I possibly possibly could be. And I want to provide everything and more for my spouse. So, I'm always overthinking, like, okay, would he like this? Or how can I do this better? And I feel like sometimes that puts a lot, un, a lot of unwanted pressure on my relationship. And even though, like... My boyfriend's, like, really cool about it. I know he's sometimes probably like, why is this girl so crazy? Like, why is she trying to do so much? (laughs) And he's probably like, you're fine. Like, you don't have to do all these extra things. But I'm, like, obsessed with, like, making my boyfriend happy. I feel like another one of my insecurities would be, like, I'll explain this. Um, Being not, like, physically what they... Sometimes what what they say they like, you you look at yourself and you're like, that's not me, you know, like yeah, they they might be watching a Chris Brown video, you know, drooling over him, and and you know you get to look at yourself and you're like, well, I'm not like six that is true six foot light skin and you know got some dance moves. It's like when you ask my who's your celebrity crush, and my boyfriend always be like, I don't have a celebrity crush, and then one day he told me who it was, and I was like, oh. <laughs> She's cute. She's cute. She was gorgeous. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is what you like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I think I dealt with that like all my life. And like, I, I always thought like, you know, that they wouldn't like me because I'm short or maybe because I'm dark skin and, you know, light skin was in, you know, in the early 2000s, maybe. Light skin is not in anymore sure. at all. I don't know, man. That's how I be so confused. Like, because <laughs> my oh. boyfriend is like almost white. <laughs> I'm like, oh lord, our babies are never gonna have any color. They're not gonna have any color. They were like, mom from North Philly though. <laughs> I don't play that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that insecurity. That could be a lot. And I felt like I dealt with that with my partners as well because, you know, of maybe even some of my friends. You know, they, you know, some of my partners be like, well, I don't look like this person or I don't look like that person. And I even dealt with that with, you know. Females that I, I haven't in a, been, a, been in a relationship with. You know, I get to talking to them, get to know them. And they're like, hey, I used to have a crush on you, but I never told you, you know, back then because I thought you liked these kind of girls. Or, 
you was with this kind of girl and, you know, she was the opposite of me. And I was just like, wow, I, I would have never thought that. Yeah, I've never, yeah, that never, that never happened to me. I think I just wasn't the girl that they liked. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't, they weren't going to be like, yeah, I just, no, they didn't like me. Yeah. Well. Um, so our next topic is going to be cheating. Oh man, I'm just, my perspective on that has been the same way for years. It's like, after I got to a certain point in my life, I stopped being so, so concerned of like, what can I do to stop that person from wanting to be with somebody else or, you know, looking for somebody else? Because it, 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 it makes it like, it makes it become like a cycle where it's like unhealthy. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, I put it straight like this. Like, I can't stop you from cheating. I can only wish that you that you care about me enough or that I make you feel a certain way enough that you just don't want to. And I feel like that's more powerful than, you know, trying not to cheat. If you don't want to, you just won't do it. Yeah, I feel like that's true. I mean, I've experienced it from both ends. So, like, it's true. If you really don't want to cheat or you don't have the need to, like, you won't. But, if that, but that's because you actually love your partner. Like, you would never want to cheat on them. You would never want to be with anybody else. But I think that it's, like, when you don't have that bond. Because I feel like some people say, like, oh, I can change a man or something like that. And in reality, yeah, if they don't want you, they don't want you. And that's that goes for women, too. Like, if I don't feel like I want to be with you or I, I know I'm on my way out the door, like, I'm going to cheat. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just basically it. Like, I know some women... Who have experienced that. And I feel like. I don't know. It's like such a big debate. Because. People have tried to justify why they cheat. But do you feel like there's ever any justification for it? I think the only justification for it is. You wanted what you wanted in that moment. Yeah. That's what it is. Like if you cheat on me. Don't tell me you're sorry. I I understand that you might be sorry for the way it makes me feel right now. Or that wasn't your intention, but in the moment, if that's what you wanted, if that's what if that's what you wanted, don't be sorry for getting. Don't. Why would you be sorry for doing what you want to do when you want to do it? I can't. I can't stop you for that. So, you know, I I I stop trying to figure out what can I do that she doesn't want somebody else, or how can I be there for her that she doesn't want to call somebody else, or I used to have this like this idea. That like you know you call your girl before you before she goes to bed, you know, or that a girl calls somebody before they go to bed, and if it ain't you, it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. I stopped thinking that like it, it it grew like toxic for me like to yeah obsess that's, about to say that's that. a little like, high schoolish. Yeah, but that that's that's when I used to think like that like what can I do? Because back in high school, I, I didn't have like the greatest success like relationship wise. Yeah. So it's like, but they also were younger. Like, I don't know. I don't count none of my past relationships. I don't even count them as relationships. I count them as lessons. I don't count them before high school. Honestly, like... I don't count high school. (laughs) I don't count anything before a relationship that I'm in right now. Like, that's it. (laughs) That's a good... None of that shit shit counts. I mean, all, all of the ones that I had after high school were, like, the serious ones. The ones where I really was, like, you know, trying to, like, get to know this person. Trying to see, like... What kind of person this this person is? How do I bond with them? How do we connect? How do we do all these you know different things that benefit a relationship? Before high school, I wasn't thinking about that. I'm like, she's cute. I'm with her. Everybody knows I'm with her. You know. We're I never cute. even thought about that stuff in high school. Cause like in high school, boys were so stupid. So I did get cheated on a lot in high school, though. That's that that was my my issue. I got cheated on in high school. And then after high school and all that kind of stuff. I had one boyfriend. He was, like, such a serial cheater. Like, his cheating was so bad. He would cheat with people that you knew. And then, like, it was crazy. It was, like, to the point where if you got cheated on by him, it was like, oh, you got cheated on him, too? Like, like by him, too? Like, dang. Like, that's crazy. Join the club. He was, like, a psychopath. Like, that was... He was crazy. He was, like, literally... Remember I told you that? Yeah. He um he was like away and then remember he had that 
that girlfriend. Remember I found out he had a girlfriend? He was talking about... Like, we were together. Mm-hmm. And then he went and got a girlfriend in his section. And he was stationed in... A, like, I don't want to say where he was stationed. But he was stationed across the world. And <laughs> a young lady in his section... He... I think he bought her a ring or something. And he yeah. was he was telling one of my... He was telling, like, my best friend. One of her close friends. He was telling her, like, I met this girl. And I'm thinking about marrying her. And so the girl came back and told me. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Wow. So I texted him, like, um, tell your girlfriend I said hi or something. And I think, like... The petty. <laughs> it, was, it was, like, a couple of days later, he had, like, texted me. Or called me and was like, I love you. I want to be with you. And then he was like, oh, wait, the kicker was, he was like, yeah. Wrong I- person. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kicker was, he was like, um, she broke up with me. She doesn't want to be with me because I told her that I only loved you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, why would you do that? He was lying, but I was like, well, why would you do that? Like, that's dumb. I was like, I don't even want you. Like, you should do it. I was like, you better go get that girl. You better go get that girl. I don't Although, probably, he was probably lying. Like, he was just a serial probably. cheater. Probably. he actually slid in my DMs last week. <laughs> like, oh, He does this, like, every couple years. He's crazy. He call you from one of them long-ass phone numbers. Yo, again. he used to call me from, like, the craziest, um, like, numbers. He would call me from, like, text app numbers. He would, like, it was crazy. He's a psychopath. Because he does that to everybody. Yeah, maybe that might be another one. Things, things to 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 avoid looking crazy. No, he was that, that was crazy. He was crazy. He's still crazy. I really hope he grows out of that because honestly, like for the people that know me, if you know who I'm talking about, y'all know. Like we've been, he needs help. Like it's not even a joke. He needs help. Shameless plug. Get yourselves some help. Yeah, he don't care. <laughs> get yourselves some help. If you need help? Go get some. Go get some help. It's, it's, Ain't nothing to do, you know. What else? What, what, what else are some things like in a relationship? Um, long distance. Yeah, what do you think about long, long distance? distance. What is your fear with long distance? So, a little bit of backstory about me: I am in a long distance relationship, and it's not fears that I have in my relationship. They're like times where it's just like I really miss him. Like, I really, really miss him. And it's, like, days that I wish he was home and that he could physically be here. Because I miss him, but I talk to him all day, every day. So it's, like, he has he does this thing where he makes me feel, like, super special and, like, loved all the time, even if he's not even, like, around. So I don't have that problem. It's more of, like, if I'm having a bad day and I'm talking to him about it. But it's, like, I really wish you were here so you can give me a hug. Or, you know, I want to go out and do fun things with him. Like, that's my best friend. So, I want to go see movies. I haven't been to the movie theater since my boyfriend left again. Like, it happens. Yeah. That, that Stuff like that happens. I don't want to do anything without him. I know it sounds weird, but it's like, that's my best friend. So, I want to do all the fun stuff with him. Yeah. I feel like one of, one of my fears is, as far as, like, long distance, is, like, not being there for like significant moments, and even though like you know it's a, a a pretty good reason why you couldn't be there and an understandable reason, it's still like something that's unforgivable. Like the person could say that you know they forgive you, but you still weren't there for a, a significant like milestone in their life, and that might play a part in you know that might play a negative role in in in, in you know moving forward. Like I would never want to be. I don't know, like, in an argument, the person be like, you weren't there for me for this and this and this. And it's like, you knew exactly why I wasn't there. And you said you forgive me. Like, you know, you understood and you forgive me, but you never really did. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's when it comes to, like, you have to really understand what you're in. Like, at first, I was shocked. Like, I told my boyfriend, like, I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, we're not going to be able to be, like, in a relationship while you're far away. And... If I was like really against it, and he was like, I feel like it could work, and I was like, No, I don't think it could work. And then it got to a point where we just opened up this line of communication within one another that it just became like an understanding. Mm-hmm. So it was like he wasn't there for my undergraduate graduation, but 
Like, it was okay because I knew why he couldn't be there. Like, we already understood the distance that we had and the reasons why he can't be there. And I, like, totally accepted. So, mm-hmm. once I think you just, like, once you establish the communication, it'll be easier. Now, if he was, like, just not showing up to shit, then I'd be like, oh, that's messed up. Yeah. But, like... He was, like, breaking his neck to try to come to my graduation. And he would have only been there for, like, a couple hours. And would have had to fly back out. And I'm just like, that's, like, ridiculous. But he puts that effort in, so. Yeah. I mean, my fear is just based on, like, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be not there for you. You know, even though I have, like, a good reason or whatever the case may be, I don't want to be not physically there for you in a situation you want me to be physically there for you, and then it brings up, like, some resentment in the relationship where you might be going through something emotionally and you want the person, like, physically there. Yeah, but you got to talk about that. Like, that has to be a conversation. Like, you have to understand that between one another. Like, there has to be, I cannot do this right now. Please understand why. And it's not even, like... At that point, you should shouldn't even have to like say, "Please understand why." There should already be an understanding between both of you. Like, mm-hmm. this just can't be right now. I don't know. That's just my little take on it. You know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I got because I, I started thinking about like another fear of mine. Uh huh. Um, my fear is like being embarrassed. Like. Break, break it down. What do you mean embarrassed? Okay, so one of my fears is like um, in my culture, like like, like right, right before you get married, that's when you sit them down in front of your parents and stuff like that. So meeting my parents is like one of my fears of just being embarrassed. Like you, you meet somebody's parents and then, you know, the relationship doesn't work out the way you plan it to. Because, like, once you meet my parents, I got that, that you know, little James Tucker energy for you. I'm like, you know, that's my girl on life, mama. Mm-hmm. On, that's on life. <laughs> so it's like, once you meet my mama, you, 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 you up there. But if I take you back home to Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying, I, I introduce you to my aunts and, you know, you know, more and more family, like, the, the proposal's coming up next. Like, it's, I'm at that point. Yeah. And I, to this day, only one girl made it to New York. And I felt so ashamed, like, when it didn't work out because we pulled up to Thanksgiving and they like, where's she at? You know, where's she at? Where's she at? Like, we miss her. We want to see her. All that kind of stuff. And I have nothing to say. I was almost embarrassed, you know, that I came by myself this time. Like, so it's like, that's one of my, one of my insecurities that, you know, just being embarrassed as far as, you know, meeting my parents. I know a lot of girls, you know, that might come over to my house. You know, we're all just friends, but it's a different level when I tell my mom, like, hey, hey, mom, this is my girlfriend. That's because you're, <laughs> yeah, your coach is like, once you bring them, it's time to get married. Yeah, it's time to get married. It's time to get married. Yeah, they don't want to meet you. They'll be like, hey, how you doing? Oh, you James's friend? Oh, that's what's up. But, oh, girlfriend. Oh, now, now she got to do some research on you. She got to talk to you. She got to know where your head's at, Oh, my too. gosh. That is, like, the most awkward situation where you are first meeting the family. Ever. I I don't hate it, but I'm very uncomfortable meeting, like, my spouse's family. I've never had a problem. Like, like even yesterday, I seen one of my, you know, one of my, like, ex-girlfriend's moms. And she's so proud of me. You know, she still looks at me like her son. And she saw me and me. And that can be a problem, too. She was looking too. at us like, what could have been? She gave, she, she gave me those vibes. And we, you know, we, we still friends, of course. And we know where her head's at. But we like, damn, like, that's crazy. You know, I never had a mom situation that didn't like me, didn't love me. Wasn't like, oh, when he coming back around or, you know, treat me like a son, you know. Call me all the time, all that kind of stuff. I never had a problem meeting somebody's mom. It's just 
quite often I never date somebody who's in my own like culture. So it doesn't mean the same. Yeah. I don't know. I've just always been nervous because like I'm think I think of it from the view of my mom. Like but my mom, she's like, okay. She's really cool. Like when you first meet my mom, like she's super cool, super she's cool. funny, everything like that. Like mm-hmm. if you're on her good side, it's great. But while she's super cool, she is definitely trying to figure you out. She just wanna make you feel so comfortable that you feel like you could just talk about anything. And that's mm-hmm. when her real like understanding of you is gonna be. Mm-hmm. For me it's like I look at it that way, like as a young woman, you're going to introduce yourself to your spouse's mother or grandmother. That's like the two biggest things mm-hmm. because they know what's best and they know their son or grandson. So they'll, they'll know if you're like right or not for him. Like when I met, um, my boyfriend, I met his grandma. I was like really scared. Yeah. When I she had came down the steps, she was like, You don't gotta look so scared. I'm like, ma'am, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm, terrified. I'm like, I just want you to like me, you know? Cause you don't wanna come off as just like Ew. Yeah, just like some random basic girl. Like Yeah. And that's an honor to meet someone's family. Everyone doesn't bring them around their family. So definitely, definitely. I'm always like worried about that. Because that's how I'm gonna be with my kids. Don't be bringing them little and I I already know how my mom is so I already know you gotta come correct yeah and and, and to be honest if I if I don't picture you being the kind of person to come correct I'm not even gonna date you yeah. Because I don't want you to change who forget you are even, to my mom. Yeah, forget even the coming like around my family. Yeah. If you, if I feel like I'm gonna have to coach you before you walk through the door, I can't bring you around my family. Yeah. Like I have one situation you know, person wanted to meet my mom, but it wasn't. It just wasn't the best time, so we had to reschedule. Yeah, I remember that. And then the second when we rescheduled, it wasn't the best situation. <laughs> she she just didn't put herself in the right situation. Nah, I nah, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, that's like come correct if you're about to meet the family. Like that's a serious thing. You have to come correct. Please don't show up late. Please don't show up looking no type of way. Please don't come in. Don't don't come in after you done hit pretty nasty and you wore your 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 city girl's outfit and you're like, I'm about to meet my boyfriend's mom now. And it's like, <laughs> girl, your butt is out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to be I like to like I don't know. I've always gotten lucky. Last time I met somebody's family, I was coming from work, so I looked very presentable. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't pop up looking a hot old mess. That's very embarrassing. That's not only embarrassing for you, but your spouse. You're embarrassing them. And so now that family's going to be looking at you like, oh, we don't like her. Or we don't like him. Like, something's off. Your family can always tell when somebody's off. And that goes for your friends, too. So, like, if y'all didn't want to listen to your parents when they be like, I don't like that friend for you, you need to listen to them when they say I don't like that man. Because... Every guy that I've ever dated that my mom said she didn't like from the jump. I used to be like, you don't even know him. I can just look at him and tell him I don't like, tell I don't like him. And she was never wrong. I don't know why I feel like this, but I never feel like I have to impress the dad. I feel like I'll, I, if I'm if I'm the man that I am, I'll earn your respect. I don't have to go out and change tires and show you that I could I, I could provide and protect and be there for your daughter. Yeah. You know? I always felt like if I got if I got your mom, I went because because of what you just said there. Like once the dad goes off, like oh, I don't like him, I don't this, I don't that. Your daughter's gonna go off and defend me. Like you don't even know him. You da, da, da. but if your mom, if the mom likes you, you know behind closed doors when you know your daughter's not around and stuff like that, they're gonna have that conversation. Like I don't really like him, and that's when the mom defends you. That's when you really got it. You can't. You want a happy wife, happy life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If mom likes you, you gonna dad gonna have to bite his tongue. Dad's gonna have to find out, like, you know what I mean? Maybe he is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never had a problem with the dad either, but at the same time, I never felt like I had to, you know, be somebody different. Just come respectful. You don't like me? You don't have to like me. I'm here for your daughter. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta like me. You you gonna you gonna end up respecting me and that's gonna, you know, make us have a relationship where you like, you know what, he is cool. 
I don't know. I I want to be liked. I'm sorry. I can't step <laughs> through the door and not be liked because now if it's just a situation where the parent is just stubborn, because I've had that situation, um, then that's a different story. But I want to make a good impression. Of course, I want to make a good impression, but I know some people just won't like you for for their daughter, yeah. or they don't think their daughter is ready for a relationship or is. Whatever the case is, so they just come in with this preconceived like disdain for whoever was to walk in the door. For <laughs> so it's like, yo, I'm gonna show you that number one, I was raised right. I'm respectful. I respect your daughter. You know, I'm I'm gonna be there any way I can for your daughter because my feelings are genuine. And if you can't respect that, like JC, like Jay Z said, your whole perspective is whack. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Oh Lord. Yeah, I will dread that when I have kids. So my future kids, if you're ever listening to this, don't bring nobody around my house that ain't got no sense. And they should always strive to like your parents or make a good impression to your parents because they are going to set the tone for how your relationship is going to be mm-hmm. and your future marriage because that can cause a lot of problems. You know that that whole like marriage situation. I, I don't think y'all should get married. If y'all do get married, don't y'all at the me, yeah y'all at the wedding. Somebody fighting. The moms don't like each other. The you know mm-hmm. the dads and stuff like stuff like that. I don't I don't want to be involved in no family drama like that because I had that before, like a little snippet of it. But my family is like. Some of my family ain't got good sense. So we had to get the family members that did have the good sense to (laughs) to de-escalate the situation. But some people's families do become disrespectful. That's another story. We're talking about my prime send-off. That's going to be another episode. Oh, my God. That was horrible. All right. So I got a question now. So I don't know if this is a fear of yours, but one of my fears is, like, you know, saying that you love the other person too early. You know what I mean? That you feel like the the feelings are reciprocated, but it's like almost forced. Like sometimes you might say, you know, you love the person and they feel compelled to say, oh, I love you too, but they really don't. So you're ready to do, you're ready to show them that, you know, your feelings are real, but they're not able to reciprocate those feelings because they don't really love you just yet. You know what I mean? If I ain't love you, I'm not, you can tell me you love me and I'm going to tell you I don't love you yet. I've been there. I have to tell you that because I don't want to make things more difficult than they have to be. But I've definitely felt like I loved people before they. I knew that they probably wanted to say it, but I just wouldn't say anything. I've been in that situation before where like it was awkward, but I, you know, I felt like it went well because I kept it real. I'm like, hey, I'm not. I, I don't love you. Yet. I really like you, but I know I've been in love before. And this ain't it yet. Like, I'm really infatuated with you. I'm really, you know, I'm really digging you. I'm still getting to know you. Which is why I can't say that yet. I know what comes with that. And I don't want to, like, bring your hopes up or have you like, oh, that boy loves me. Or he did it. No. I don't feel it. I'm just not going to say it. Well, I feel like you have to be that way. But that probably would suck to hear that from somebody you actually love. And they're like, I don't love you yet. But it's like, do you stay after that? Because I'll probably be like, oh, well, this ain't going to work out. Which is why it's my fear. Because, like, I don't want the other person to say they love me. And I don't feel that way. Because I'm yeah. going to have to keep it real. When you say you love somebody, like, people throw that word around so, loosely. so, so loosely. Oh, my God. So loosely. Like, I don't even, I don't throw that around even with my friends. Like, if I just, if I just bang with you, you're my homie. Yeah, I don't I'd be like, like all right, bro. Yeah. But if, you know, you, you my dog, like. You know, we we been through some mud together. But I you tell my that? friends that. I always that, tell my though. bros, man, I love you, man. I never had a problem saying that. I never saw it as like something gay or you know was homophobic about yeah. it. Be like, yo, I love you, man. And I really do. Like I would really, you know, go above and beyond or make sacrifices to show that person, like, yo, I'm really here for you, man. I really love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't know how. Nobody's ever told me they love me before I got to say it to you, to them. Like, I knew, like, somebody loved me way before they told me. But they were scared to tell me. Mm. And I'm glad they waited because eventually I began to love them. 
But if they would have told me, like, before, I probably would have been like, all right, this is the last show, like, you're crazy. And I've dealt with some crazy people. But <laughs> I feel like that might have been his last straw. And I'm glad he waited. Because I actually did end up loving him. But, yeah, don't... I don't. I also don't feel like there's a time limit on saying I love you. I don't feel like there's... Like, you may feel that the first time you see somebody. I ain't never run into it. Not really? Yet. Never. I never ran into... So I, I always could tell, like I said, like, on the, on the last episode, like, I could tell exactly what I want from you. 10, 15 minutes into just, you know, looking to you, looking at you, talking to you, whatever. But I, I never had, like, love at first sight. I feel like some people have it. I've never experienced it, but I believe that it's true. I had somebody tell me that before. Love at first sight. I think that's, like, lucky. I, I, I wish I could experience that feeling where you just look at it and you, you just love it. I think I've only experienced that watching football. <laughs> oh like <my> basketball <laughs> I'm serious like oh that's sad right yeah like, I, but I knew as a kid like watching the NFL with yeah. my god brothers and, and you know and my cousins and them you know watching you know I remember one of the I remember the first Super Bowl I ever watched like the whole Super Bowl mm-hmm. was 2005 when the Eagles went 21 yeah and like growing up when I didn't know anything about football, yeah. my favorite color was green. Really? So I like the Eagles. Like, a lot of my, like, close, close friends know that about me. Like, I still got, like, the pillowcase, the NFL pillowcases and all that kind of stuff with the Eagles stuff on it. But once I got to know, like, once I learned more about football and all that, I had, like, home pride. So I, you know, I grew up and, and stayed a Giants fan. But, like, knowing nothing about football, you know, you just go off instincts. Like, oh. Favorite colors bring I'm an Eagles fan. But I knew when I watched the game, it was love at first sight. Like, I wanted to play football, get a football, go outside, play football, all that. even basketball, too. Just just like that. But as far as a person, I never had, like, love at first sight where I'm like, I got to be with that person. Do you think you've ever experienced that love where you can say that about somebody, even though it wasn't at first sight, like, later down the line? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember I was so in love with this one person. Like, they could do me dirty 10, 10 days out of 10. And I just had hope that, you know, they'd see, like, I'm the person for them. You know what I mean? Do you think they felt that way about you? Hell no. Which <laughs> <laughs> is why it didn't work out. But it's like, that's one of my fears as well, like. Yeah. Being, like, the, how can I put this? Like, you just don't feel, like, you grow to not feel the same way about each other. Like, I always continue to have hope, continue to have, you know, the faith that I am, I knew I was the right person for you, and I'm going to show you. And I'm glad that you trust me enough to be in a relationship with me, but trust me enough that eventually I'll show you that I'm the right person for you, and it never happened. It never, it you know, like, it never matched up where they like, you know what, you were right the whole time. Not only was I, was I supposed to be with you, but I was meant to be with you. You know, it always ended up being like, I was supposed to be with you, but you a season and not the reason. Really? I just to be like, if somebody is not taking heed to what you're trying to give to them, leave. But that whole thing, like, my percep- perception change of that. Just for my situation now, like, my man, like, he fought tooth and nail for me. Like, I would dub him and I would just act like, oh, I'm just talking to him just because. Or, like, going out with him just because. And he was putting his best effort in. Like, he really, really did what he had to do to get me. So, that ended up working. Like, I feel like if you are persistent enough, like, don't be overbearing. But if you're just persistent enough you will be able to, like, get that person that you want, and you probably will be able to experience, like, the best love of all time. Like, I think this is, like, the best thing I've ever experienced as far as relationships go. So sometimes that, like, persistence is really, really key. All right, so since since you touched on that word overbearing, one of my, another one of my fears is being clingy. 
You know what I mean? Like, I would never, I, I don't, there's like a fine line between, you know, you being there for the person and you being clingy. Yeah, I used to be afraid about being clingy. And I guess I used to consider myself clingy. But that was because I wasn't with somebody who equally loved me as much or even more than I loved them mm-hmm. or cared about them. Mm-hmm. So I used to feel like I was clingy because I'd be doing normal shit, like calling you want to talk to you and shit or want to go out on dates and shit. And they didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. I think, but I don't know. I think clinginess is subjective. It is. It is very subjective. I think it's very subjective because some people like clingy. Yeah. And I may very well be, like, still be clingy, but I wouldn't be able to tell because maybe me and my spouse are just both clingy as fuck. I feel like um, because of, like, the way I am in, in, like, my mental state sometimes, I don't, I don't, like, I would, I'd push the person away, Mm -hmm. you know? When they're probably just doing normal like relationship stuff, like you call me, mm-hmm. or I'll, I'll call you, or I'll or I'll I won't call you because like of my mental state, and I'm like pushing people away, doing all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I just don't like that whole clingy thing. Is like it's really subjective. Like some people are just doing normal relationship stuff, and to you it's clingy because, because you, you don't, don't feel the way. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't, don't, you don't feel it. the same way yet. Yeah. You haven't felt that need to be like, yo, I need to I need to talk to that person. Yeah. I need to know how that person is doing or I just need that person right now. Yeah. And when they when it's when it's done to you, you like you you're so confused because you don't feel that way yet. Yeah. And and it's easy to just call somebody clingy or be like, Oh, that person's or, crazy. Oh, they're annoying. But they're then annoying. Me, reality you're just not receiving what they're sending. Ooh. I feel like that's a jewel right there. Yeah. Somebody's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> some people are reluctant to receive what is being sent to them. And sometimes you miss out on your blessings. I'm sorry. Like, you really can miss out on your blessings. Speaking of missing out on your blessings, I don't know why this has been, like, on my mind for years to say yes more often than you say no. Just because you, like, you close so many doors for yourself. You know, sometimes, like, ladies and fellas, like, it might be a girl that's interested in you and she might not check every box off of, like, the eye test or the personality test. And you just reject it, like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to go on a date with you or I'm good. I don't want to hang out with you. Instead of going and you might, you know, experience something new and you're like, oh, wow. Nah. Mm-mm. You disagree? <laughs> yeah, I disagree say because... No, say no more. <laughs> but it was like that. I think that was the year that me and you um, became friends. Mm-hmm. And that year I had was getting into... I had a friend and she convinced me, like, you need to start being more receptive to guys, like, asking you for your number and stuff like that. And that semester, I think I had given so many people... Like, so many guys had my number. <laughs> And they was just, like, texting me. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot keep up, like... Can't keep up with this many things. I couldn't keep up with as many people was texting my phone. And they like, hey, I just want to get to know you. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to... And I'm, like, trying something new. Like, it was just... It can be overbearing. And then you say yes to that one date or to the, the couple of dates. And then you end up with crazies. Yeah. They taking you to bars and shit. I understand. I understand. But those are still new experiences. Experiences that I wish I'd never experienced. <laughs> they still help you get to where you at today. Oh my god. They don't they, some people just don't know how to take you out on dates. Like yeah. can we talk about that for a second? That might it's not like I, I think, been, I think, think it's a, a but I think second. that's a dating fear though. Quickly, let me t- let me touch on this topic. A dating fear mm-hmm. is that you will go out on a date with somebody and they will not prop like know how to properly court you. Mm. When you take me on a date let it, it doesn't have to be, it can be whatever, right? But at some point in the day, I need to be fed. <laughs> yeah. I need my chair or door open. Affirmative, affirmative. And somehow I need to be picked up to and from, or we can meet somewhere. That's not a problem. But I need to be fed. Some boys will really take you out on a date and not feed you. They just take you out and send you back home hungry. Oh my God. Remember that one boy took me to a bar? 
and kept buying me drinks, but not food. And I was so hungry. Because <laughs> he was trying to get you drunk, <laughs> not, not full. And I was like, I was. What am I going to do now? Shout I'm, out to that boy. He had he had the city boy mentality. Nah, because we had went to that cheap, the expense. No, that was that bar where that drinks was so watery, and where? I always have to pee. I hate going Sips? to that bar. No, oh. I can't say the bar. Ah, okay, okay, okay. You know. So, one of my like dating fears. I think you touched on it a little bit. It's like not knowing what what kind of date would, you know, would get the person the person's like attention as far as like, oh my God, he took me here or we did this. Then ask. My de- my best dates have come from guys who ask me what I would want to do. One of my fears is is not asking or having the person say, um, or or having the person expect you to just know. Or already planned it, and just just that that it's your role to just go with the flow, and I, I should already have everything planned out. When it's in like, theory, that's nice, but I've learned to accept that some guys just need you to tell them what to do. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, just tell me the answer, like please, just tell me the answer. Like I remember my relationship now. Our first date was amazing because he asked me where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Then on a whim, he tried to take me out on a date and it was our worst date ever. <laughs> and we still talk about how bad this date was. Like, it was so bad. I don't know. I always, like, had the, the notion where it's like, we either going to the movies or we going out to eat. And I, and I but realized, But you can do other like, stuff than that. Exactly. I, I grew up and I talked to different females and you know, just having you as a friend, knowing that, like, you know, you could take a girl to a picnic. I remember one time, I took a girl to the zoo, and it just was a great experience with her. It's just like I didn't, I didn't know that you could do something and take somebody to the zoo, and it, it'll bring up like childhood memories, and they'll just have the best time in the world with you. Nah, take me to brunch. So I can drink unlimited mimosas. mimosas. <laughs> so you can get that mimosa. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep not bleep. gonna say that part. But listen, take me to brunch. My boyfriend know with it. Take me to brunch. Fellas, take him to brunch. Listen, he already knows. When I drink I don't even <laughs> let me not. <laughs> but like for real for real, if you wanna like take a girl somewhere nice, take her to brunch take on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Let her get real. I recommend Miss Tootsie's, you know, shameless plug. That's that's, that's a pretty dope spot. You know, they got the mimosas on deck. Listen. They got the, you know, it's not expensive. It's a beautiful atmosphere. Unlimited mimosas are great for the end of a date. I remember one day we went to, we went to IHOP. Just, just you know, me and a, a <laughs> bunch of friends. You know I cannot. Don't, I don't even like hearing that. No, but. <laughs> you, you know I have. But listen, this is what we did. We had a bunch of champagne. You know, we snuck it in there. And we were just having, you know, our own endless mimosas at IHOP, and we was lit. It was, just, it was just a great experience. You and never came in on my shift and did anything but like that's that. The, that's the best part. The waitress was having such a bad day that we was giving her, you know, shots, you know, shots, drinks, all that kind of stuff on the low. She would come to our table, check on us, take a drink, and then you know, keep it moving. Wow. And she was like, you, "Listen, that's come a back. bad server. I would never drink on the job. I won't say you which IHOP that was, but." We'll be back soon. Just know, you know, what if you're listening, it? I can't, I can't, I can't expose. It wasn't, it wasn't. No, we was up, we was up by Cheney. What was it? Are you talking about the one over there? No, 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 no. We was past, we, we was up by Cheney at the time. talking about the trenches, I hop on Snyder Avenue. I hate it there. Oh, and if man. you know, you know. If you know, you know. But yeah, we were up by Cheney, but you know, after, after like school was over or whatever, we was just like, you know, we out. And we was driving home, and it was like, all right, bet we, we had to stop right here. Wow, you never told me this story. I always get so shocked when he, like, says stories that I don't know. Because I'm like, we're best friends. I thought you told me everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I tell you everything. Oh, man, relationship fears. Not telling the other person everything. <laughs> and then they say, oh, my God. I know. I Literally, I I I'm everything. such an open book. Like, I tell my best friends everything. But I tell my boyfriend, like, more. Like me and my boyfriend cried. It'd be like the most randomest things, and I'm like, "Babe, so remember when such and such?" And he'd be like, "Okay, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, sure." But what happens when you know? Let's say, let's say y'all together, and then, I mean, that, that's that's all in the intimacy. Like, let's say you you somewhere and you you tell him the story, and he's sitting there in the back of his mind, like, "I don't remember that." But then again, it's like your relationship is different than you know you and your homegirl that experienced that together. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, you my might, boyfriend don't remember, not, and he don't remember nothing. You might not have told him because it wasn't. Is that like a guy thing? What? Like you don't yeah, remember, I remember anything? Because he'll be like, yeah, I'm talking to him, and he'd be like, yeah. That's how I know he doesn't understand what I'm saying. But if he says yeah, like at least twice, I know he has, he's not comprehending anything that I'm saying. But he is lucky because you said he remembers like first dates, and, like, yeah. and that's long ago. He does. He remembers the actual first date. Yeah, I can't remember my brother's and sister's birthday. So the fact that he can remember our first date, like the actual date of it. Whoa. Relationship fear. Don't put me on the spot. Like, like if you outside of my relationship, don't put me on the spot and be like, like where was y'all first date? And just if I don't remember, I'm in trouble. I feel like I'm, I'm instantly in trouble. I can remember what my first date was. I can't remember the date of it. I'll expect you as the female to remember. Like I'm, I'm that kind of person. Like if you ask me that kind of question, first I'm gonna give you that look. Like why would you do that to me? Wait, so you can't remember the first? I'm not gonna say I can't remember, but it, like certain certain relationships is debatable. I don't remember if it was X or Y. I and so I'll specific. look at I'll look at her and be like, Yeah, babe, he asked you. And then look back at him like, Why would you ask that? Like, what? You know we gonna fight when we get home, right? My man can tell the everything down to a T. And he's lucky for it. Cause I can't tell if I cross my T's. I don't, I don't even know. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I just got lucky. My boyfriend's like really considerate. Mm. So, you know, but. So, are there any more fears that we have? I don't know. I feel like we touched on a lot of them. Um, probably... As far as long distance, like a, a communication breakdown, like sometimes, like the like communication between people in like long distance relationships, if it breaks down and it like leads to arguments, it's like you're not physically there to be like to console them and like yeah, that could that's the biggest thing. It's like I don't go to bed mad at my spouse. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't let it even go a couple hours. I don't know how people could do that. I can't even be like. I'm turning off my phone. I'm not talking to you or nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> you honestly have to, like, really look at the bigger picture. Like, I just don't want to be arguing with my spouse while he's all the way across the country. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to go through that argument. Yeah. Like, I really don't. I don't want to have to, especially since we're in two different time zones. It's like... I just don't have the strength or the energy. So we quickly figure out our problems or whatever argument we just had. We talk about it and we move forward. The saddest part is that we just can't do the physical of the making up. (laughs) That that part, that part is sometimes necessary. So that's probably the most annoying part because we can definitely have a conversation about anything regarding an argument. But it's kind of like the after effect. You like when you're that that after effect, and when you guys can understand each other and make amends, and you're like, I love you way more than I did before we had this argument. Yeah. And you just have to look at each other on FaceTime. <laughs> you're just like, just like mm, if you was here, <laughs> if you was here, and you're just smiling, looking like it is. Like sometimes we just on the phone, <laughs> like piss. That's that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing when you when you could just. You can FaceTime somebody and you're not worried about you being ugly. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's and y'all just smile like. Oh my god, I get so ugly about my boyfriend. He be like, especially first thing in the morning, like when we're together. You didn't even put on your face. Yet. It, like, first of all, <laughs> and he's like, I roll I over. You, I like I like roll over and I'm just waking up and he's just in my face. So you be like, what the fuck? Like, back up. He's oh like, god. you're so beautiful and I'm like, you're crazy. Back up. This is, like, random, but, you know, sometimes I, like, I get inspired to, like, write poetry and, what? like, sonnets and all that kind of stuff. I don't do it I often, but it's, like... you are a poet. Because I'm not often inspired. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I remember, like, the moment I fell in love with a specific girl, it was, like, early in the morning. I would... I, I, I'll never forget it because I wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And... You know, she was still asleep. I woke up, like, dumb early. It was like one of those drunk nights where you fall asleep at 2 a.m. and wake up at 6, fully refreshed. And you're like, whew, that was a, that was a blast. <laughs> and, you know, she's sleeping like a little polar bear. But she was just, 
at that moment, I just rolled over. I looked at her. She was the most beautiful creature I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And right then and there, I was like, yo, I really, really love her. That's so sweet. And that that feeling and that whole idea and, like, I just had to express it, which is why, like, when I get inspired, I have to write it down. And I actually, like, wrote it down and I put it, that feeling, it never left me. Like, Did you it never, give it to her? No, I never gave it to her. I never, I never even told her I wrote it. See, that's where you messed up. You should share stuff like that. I love getting, like, little text messages or, like, little love letters from my boyfriend. It's the cutest thing, and it shows how much you care about them. No. As a matter of fact, I did tell her that. I told her that, but I, I didn't never give her the poem. I actually... How are you going to tell her to not give her the poem? No, 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 no. I wrote it, and then I told her, like, months later... You know, just in, like, a random conversation, you know, we were just talking on the phone or something like that. But one day, Chaney had, like, a sonnet competition for, like, the library. I don't know if you ever, like, remember nah, something like I that. I never went and to I the wrote, library. And I wrote a sonnet based on that, on that feeling mm-hmm. of waking up and, like, looking over and you realize, like, this is not just a woman. This is, like, this is the most beautiful thing in your world. Oh my God, that's so sweet. I lost. You really performed it? No, no, no. It's not as... They just wrote, they just, I just wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I was just like... I don't remember who read it, but they was like, damn, James, like, I didn't know that like, you, you write poetry and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, like, sometimes. I dibble and dabble. I dibble and dabble. I dibble and dabble. Oh, that's <sighs> sweet. I wish you would show your emotional side more often. Fear. Fear, fear of it not being reciprocated or fear of it not being like thought of as like genuine you know because people they people don't people always don't know how to receive love yeah some people are really afraid to receive love i used to be like that because i was such a giving person i would always give more than others so mm-hmm. then i would be very afraid to receive it when it was actual pure love somebody was really trying to give me all they had I was afraid to receive it at first cause that scares people people are like oh my god I've been cheated on or society tells me like bitches and niggas ain't shit or Mm -hmm, stuff like that mm -hmm. so we be like afraid and we perpetuate that we perpetuate it in, in the ways of like you know I might tell my homie bro go do your thing bro you know, because she probably cheating on you anyway. You know what I mean? And then, that's fucked up. I mean, that's fucked up, but that's the way, like, people think sometimes. Well, they'll, they'll be like, oh, like, it's it's not the end of the world. Or, you know, they might take that opportunity because it's there. It might not present itself again, and then you mess up, you know, what you got. Nah, I don't know. Like, with my friends and my girlfriends, I think I've only told them to pursue other options if they were not in a relationship with that person. And it was clear that that person was out here doing them. <laughs> I'd be like, you know that ain't your man, right? Like, do you? I my, Listen, if you are one of my close friends and you are listening to this, you know that I always say what? It don't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, go do what you gotta do. It don't. That's what my mom told me. That shit don't count. That shit don't count. Yesterday was yesterday. Today yes, is a new day. And then tomorrow, today won't even matter because it didn't count. It didn't count. <laughs> That's how I lived the second half of my college years. It don't count. It didn't count. So none of y'all niggas counted. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a beautiful way to, to end it. Yes. It and today we're going to start our new segment. That's my little... um. Drum roll. Drum roll. One day we're going to have like the the, the, the the buttons that like Joe Budden has. And we press oh, the yeah. buttons and we have like drum rolls. I probably can insert them, but who feels like that? That'd be lit. I'm New just... Joe Budden. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to implement our new segment called The Event, where you guys, our listeners, send in a topic or a question that you need advice on and we'll do our best to answer them. So today's advice question is, someone wants to know, should they seek closure? They want to know if it's necessary 
or do you think it's a way of trying to communicate again? They also asked, do you think it's appropriate to do so? And also, is it appropriate to seek it while in a new relationship? Mm. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I, I think it all depends. Um, because, like, all jokes aside, for me, closure is for wigs and weaves. I, I, I personally don't search for closure because I always try try my best in a relationship. If it doesn't work out, sometimes at, at a certain point, I just realize it just it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. And that's enough closure for me to... to understand and tell myself like hey you know you've done the best you can it doesn't work it doesn't work just be respectful and keep it keep it pushing but it also depends like if you're in a relationship that's like abusive or very toxic or very like just draining get out you don't have to seek closure that should be your closure your happiness should be your closure like your your happiness should tell you enough like if you're happy that you're not with that person, or if you're happy that you know you you're not dealing with certain things that that brought that the relationship brought on, that should be enough closure for you, in my opinion. I feel like if you're in another, if you're in a whole another relationship, I think it's too late for closure. I feel like you should get the closure if you're seeking closure. I think you should get the closure before you jump into another relationship. Because it'll affect the relationship that you're trying to pursue. You know I, what I, mean? I don't know. My thing on closure is you want to know why something didn't work out. So I've been in situations where I've wanted to know. Like somebody, people have like, just stop talking to me. And I feel like now, like, you're such an adult at this point. You need to, you need to explain why you just did what you did to me. Like, I'm sorry, I need to know something. Mm-hmm. I need to know why you left me with doubt and anxiety about if I was good enough or what did I do wrong. I need to know those things because I had one situation where for a long time I wanted to know what my what the problem was. And even at that time, one of their friends tried to tell me what or tried to, I guess, help me with the closure that I needed. But it still wasn't enough. And in a reality, and when I look back at the situation, that person just had a lot of issues within himself. And to be honest, going back to when you really care about somebody, but they're not ready to receive it, that was just the situation. He was not ready to receive anything that I had to offer, but I don't think that it was just me. It was something within him. Mm-hmm. But I still would have liked to have that closure. Now, if you're in a new relationship, I kind of think, you still have that right to seek closure, but tread lightly and be careful how you get that closure. Because you don't want to make your significant other feel some type of way or feel like they're not doing enough because you want to seek what they would perceive to be validation from another person. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that, and it can cause more problems in your relationship. But I feel like you should always, if you can, and if you feel it right, Get that closure that you need because I would have loved to have gotten closure from certain people. And I think that maybe that would have contributed to me not picking the same type of person all of the time. Because I may have gotten that answer that I needed to change my, you know, type of people that I dealt with. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, so I hope that this you know, answered your questions. I hope we gave you some good advice. And this is the end of episode three. Episode three. Keep sending in your submissions for the event. Yeah. I, I really I really like this, you know, being able to give people advice, you know, anonymously. And, you know, you can just come in and, you know, vent. Yeah, just DM the um, I am uh, DM Live with Ceylon Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> You can DM us there. And, of course, everything will be anonymous. We will not, you know, embarrass anybody or put their name out there because that's this not cool. This isn't the shade room. Yeah, no, nah, that's is, for sure not cool. You know, just giving out advice. But if you really do need advice, we are here. Always here. So. Well, thanks for having me again. Yeah, they kind of like you a lot, so I thought I brought you back. I- oh, man. Oh, man. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm honored. I, I'm, I'm definitely honored to, you know, come back and work with you again. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. If you'd so have me. 
All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.